THC Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at BoyGob.com and the BoyGob YouTube page. On this episode, we find out how many hot dogs Joe can eat, but we'll get to that a little later. Joe, Mm. how was your week? How many hot dogs do you got with you? We'll get to that. Uh. How was the week? I guess it was quiet. I don't know. Stayed busy. Uh, went and did a outdoor market that nobody showed up to. Uh, so I didn't really make any money at that. But it was cold, so there was the benefit of that. And uh, that's it. Worked. Worked. Came home. Worked. Came home. Five days in a row. Hmm. Some people do that six or seven, you know. Yeah, I used to do that, but nah, not no more. Fuck that. <laughs> Did you smarten up? Maybe. No, because <laughs> I still have my own business, so no, I didn't smarten up at all. I understand. Ah, oh, shit. Well, yeah. How about I'm yourself, old to... Tom? <laughs> Uh, the only thing worth a fuck I did this week, I think, was uh, go to the old museum. I think it's called the Museum of Natural Science, I want to say. Yeah, that's the old one. Then you went something else. I have no fucking idea. I think it's called the Toy Museum, the new one. Right, yes. Anyways, uh, we went out to dinner with uh, Corey and Johnny a few nights before. And the fucking um, conversation of Lori wanting to go to Egypt and me never, ever, ever going to go to Egypt. (laughs) Because, you know, being an American and all, that's probably not the best thing to do. And plus flying over all that water, that's fucked right there. Yeah, and you're real particular on food and shit, so 
you would definitely not enjoy yourself in a place like Egypt. Well, they may have euros there. I just don't know. Uh, I don't think they would be the same. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. They might have a McDonald's, though. You know, see what the old Egyptian McDonald's <laughs> is all about. See what they have in their Happy Meals. Yeah. Oh, look! I've got a locust. Oh. Terrific. Scarab. Hmm. So, uh, the it just got brought up that oh, they got this King Tut exhibit at the museum. And I was like, oh, that's great, Lori. We can go to Egypt. Perfect. So we all gathered up Friday and went to the old museum. $30 for parking. Fucking <laughs> crazy. Luckily, I drove, so Corey paid for that. Thank you. And then uh, it was 35 bucks a ticket, which I thought was kind of, it seems a little high, but this is a special exhibit, so, you know, I understand. And it's timed out, so you have to go walk through this thing at a certain time. So we get up there, and uh lady's like, hey, all right, and fucking go in there, whatever. So we just walk in there like, all right. And it's set up like they got these fake Egyptian rocks all around. You ever seen an Egyptian rock before, Joe? I don't know what Egyptian rocks are. How different uh, they it are looks like any other kind of rock in the desert, you know. Hmm. But these were Egyptian. So there's like a video playing on a projector. Hey, here's some information about King Tut. And if you look over there, there's some like pots buried in the sand but it's all just a facade it's actually molded and you know, they put pots in there and it's not real sand and hey go look over there there's a video about the guy who found king tut can you believe it and then we walk down this little corridor and it's all lit like kind of spooky and eerie to give you the feeling of like oh I'm walking through King Tut's tomb. Ooh. And then you walk through there, and there's like some statues and some junk. Maybe the old junk was real. I don't know. But most of the shit in this, if not all of the shit in this, was just fake replicas, nothing fucking real from Egypt. So we go through, oh, here's some little magical bricks, they called them. And it's like, hey, this is a sarcophagus, like layers of a sarcophagus. It's like a Russian nesting doll. Everybody walked by. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was like that. I thought it was just one. <laughs> oh, you think? You think that's maybe why they thought that would be a good part of the exhibit? And then you walk through and then you see like full scale replicas of fucking the sarcophagus. And then there's fucking, like, King Tut's a replica of his costume or whatever the fuck. And then there's a picture of Steve Martin's, like, oh, Tutankhamen mania was crazy. I can't believe it. And that was it. I felt like I got my butt fucked hard. So what do we know about this King Tut guy? 
Uh, he was like 19, ruled for 10 years or something, and then was killed or something, maybe. Was he a bitch? Yeah, he was a fuck. I don't want to say yeah, because he was a little guy, because that would assume that, you know, I'm not trying to talk shit or anything, but they were a lot slighter in those days, and I just didn't give a fuck. Like, the only thing that was real in this shit was, like, the old junk if that like oh it's an old pot oh cool look at this old wheel but i'm sure that was probably all bullshit too and it was fucking really nothing nothing to this fucking thing and uh lori enjoyed it she that was like good i'm glad for that that's the most important thing but uh yeah like after i figured out like wait what this is it I found a bench and just sat down and, you know, just let them walk around because there's a sign. It's like, hey, no re-entry beyond this point. And then that's how I knew. Oh, fuck. That was it. Jesus Christ. So I didn't want to rain on any parade. So I just sat down and, you know, they walked around for 20, 30 minutes. How? I don't know. <laughs> I like kind of looked at this shit and was like, yep, okay, that's that's it. <clears throat> so then it exits into a fucking gift shop. Of course. Jesus Christ. Did you get like a King Tutankhamun magnet? Lori got a sweatshirt and a statue. And then we went and saw the uh exhibits in the in the uh, old museum. Exhibit. Hell yeah. <laughs> so they actually had like an Egyptian permanent exhibit. Mm -hmm. And that had like real Egyptian shit from the old Egyptian days. <laughs> you know, the regular stuff in the fucking museum, not the special limited attraction. Yeah. So they had like a mummy, a mummified cat, some more fucking old pots and shit and you know, I just kind of look at it and it's like, oh, great. Like, all this shit's lost on me. It's just like, I can just go on the fucking internet and see pictures or videos of this shit. Like, I fucking... But like, you won't. Yeah, because I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I was walking around letting Lori and Corey and Johnny do their thing and all that shit. And then we go and it's like, oh, here's a wildlife exhibit. Here's some fucking engine people and then fucking animals and shit. Oh, terrific. Hey, look, there's some fucking dinosaur skeletons. After seeing the Tutankhamun shit in my head, I was like, yeah, those are probably fucking fake. And then fucking we went up and they're like the fourth level was all like energy and shit. And there was two real shitty rides if you want to call them that one was like you stand and oh this is how fucking you're gonna see what a drill bit sees when you go down drilling and shit and then you're gonna go back to jurassic times and it moves very slightly not really at all and then there's one <clears throat> you get in and it's pretty much the same fucking thing and it moves just a little more so we're fucking walking around this place. Corey may or may not be hitting his fucking, you know, vaporizer thing. 
in the museum. <laughs> and I'm just looking around and I see something out of the corner of my eye. And I'm immediately drawn to it because I know exactly what the fuck it is. And I have never seen this shit anywhere in my fucking life. But sitting there, Joe, was this. So I took it because that's what it was put there for. There couldn't have been a better person than me to find this thing, Joe. Sure, in need of salvation. So, I mean, that gave me a good chuckle. And then uh, they went and sat by, or they went and walked through the Hall of Gems or whatever, and I didn't give a fuck about that shit. So, uh, after that, we have to exit through yet another gift shop. (laughs) And Lori bought yet another statue. But, you know, if she liked the shit and that's her Egypt, then fucking fine. If you want to spend $200 on museum gift shop stuff, then <laughs> more power to you. And then I thought, hey, you know what? I always see where I used to see when I went to these gift shops, they had those STD plushies. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go pick up a fucking syphilis plushie. Because I heard it was on the rise with newborns, so I wanted to raise awareness. You ever seen these things before, Joe? No, no idea what you're talking about. They were like little beanie baby-sized plushy things, and they were sexually transmitted diseases and viruses. <laughs> it was the damnedest fucking thing. They're like, but, but they... of the virus, or? Say that again? Are they in like the shape of the virus? Yeah, or just I mean, I don't I never looked up what a fucking AIDS cell looks like or anything. So I mean it just has a tag like this is syphilis with some like information on it. But sadly, they did not sell those at this museum anymore because I guess the times are a changing. They are. But then I thought, hey, you know what? I bet they got space food. I always wanted to try that fucking bullshit. Some ice cream? Yeah, that is the only thing they had, was the fucking mint chocolate chip ice cream sandwich. (laughs) So I go up to the register, and I'm like, all right, I'll just take this one ice cream sandwich, please. And I said, all right, that'll be $7.94. So, oh my God! But I—that was in my head. I just no sold it. Like, oh yeah, that—that's a fair price. And I immediately thought, well, I'm saving this receipt and saving this ice cream sandwich for the podcast, so I can write it off. You see. So, Joe, now we're gonna try a little space food. I can't wait. This is the first time having this, so we'll see. And so, you know, I'm not full of shit. There's the price there. So, here we go. Oh, it's actually it's wrapped up in like uh, some kind of paper. Well, I guess like the ice cream sandwiches would be, and this is like broken in half and all fucked up. I don't know if you can see that shit. That wouldn't happen in space because there's no gravity, you see. Oh, shit. I didn't. <laughs> All right, so there's 
half of the fucking thing. It's supposed to be mint chocolate chip. The shit looks white. I did look at the expiration date. We're good for a few years. Uh, have you had this shit before? A long fucking time ago. And I was a kid. And I didn't like it then. You know, kids like anything that's fucking sweets or whatever, you know? Well, I'm going to smell it and then let you know what it smells like. And then bottoms up, fat boy. All right. It smells like I shouldn't fucking eat it. That's what the fuck it smells like. Now it doesn't smell like anything. It was faint. It smelled like some kind of cream cheese bagel thing. But now it just smells like maybe shitty stale popcorn. I don't know. Here we go, dude. Crunchy. Mmm. Got any water there, Tom? Yeah, but I'm gonna. Oh. <laughs> and just think, Tom, see, this stuff is all Buzz Aldrin or Neil Armstrong had to eat when they went to space. I was looking shit up. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to drink some water now. God (laughs) fucking damn. Oh, fuck. It's hard to describe what it tastes like. Like, it tastes like it smells like you shouldn't fucking eat it. But uh, I was looking up to see if there was any other kind of space food on old Amazon just to like, you know, try the other shit since they just had the ice cream. And the only other thing I could find was like pizza and fries and like squeeze tubes. I don't know about that. Uh, this shit was fucked. Would not recommend. I am, uh, I'm going to take, no, I'm not. We already saw my face when I fucking ate it. Ain't, ain't gonna get any better than that shit. So, uh, yeah, fuck a space food. If you're an astronaut, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right, we don't need you running into the shitter in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, dude, this is... Oh, fuck. It's fucked. It's fucked. Money well spent. Oh. Yeah, I guess <laughs> we got laughs out of it, so there's that. But man, that was fucking pretty bad. I wanted to say, like, uh, while I was eating it, it was kind of like, oh yeah, I mean, it got a little better as you ate it, and then immediately in my head, I was like, no, it doesn't. Just hurry up and finish that bite. It's the only one you got to take. Yeah, that was fucked. Gross. Ugh. Should grab a beer now. I'm gonna go do that. I deserve it. Alright. Sorry. Then I'm gonna throw this fucking shit away. So that's what uh 
face ice cream will do for you. It'll send you running for beer or well, yeah, beer. I guess that's what he went to go get. But anyway, thanks all of y'all for joining us once again. You can help us out by spreading the word about this lovely podcast and hitting that like button if you want. If not, I mean, I don't really care. I don't follow the numbers all that much except when points something out. Hey, this is getting a lot of views, but he doesn't point that out very often because that doesn't really happen very often. Uh, but holy shit, do we have a hell of a show for you to do? No, we don't. It's just kind of like every other show that we do. You know, we already did the preliminaries. It's a, that, you know, that was a little bonus there. Tom eating the, the iced cream. But uh, now he's back and we're going to get back to the... <laughs> of this show the stuff that you guys know and love you know we're gonna talk movies we're gonna talk spidermans and then we're gonna rattle off a list welcome back tom thank you i uh did look at that shit before i threw it away and the uh, ice cream part is in fact green not white so that's at least comforting i guess <clears throat> color <sighs> Here's to me. So, Joe, what'd you watch? Tom, uh, Tuesday Night Trash at the Texas Theater was showing uh, one of my favorite Wings Hauser films, and that's The Art of Dying which they announced that they'd be showing it, and then they realized, hey, wait a minute, we don't have a copy of this. And they thought, well, let's go ahead and just get on the old eBay and get a copy. Well, they're very hard to come by, it seems. And uh, the ones that you can come by, they're like 60 to 80 bucks. So they called old Joe. Hey, Joe, would you happen to have a copy of this? Yes, I do. So It's weird because they showed this before, about a year ago. They did. Back then, you know what they did? They borrowed my copy. Uh, so, yeah, history repeats itself. And uh, well, let me ask you this. Why didn't they pick a different Wings Hauser movie? They were going to. And I think uh, like that's why I'd asked you, what's the other one that he directed that uh, that I always forget the name of dying to live, I think. Right. Something like that. There's one that I just fucking watched a couple months ago where he's like an ex-cop in Las Vegas working for some mob guy. And then there's Cold Fire, which is fucking awesome. And then there's one I've been sitting on that I'm probably going to watch uh, when I get holiday drunk called uh, Gang Boys, a.k.a. Skins. And uh, he reunites with Linda Blair in this one. And his son, Cole Hauser, is in it. And I think he plays like a gay Nazi kid or some shit. So it'll be something. But uh, Wings Hauser, he did like directed when I say did. 4 p.m. entertainment movies okay. that he got to direct and star in. And uh, I don't know much about the company, but why the fuck aren't these on Blu-ray yet? Yeah, that's uh, because Dying to Live, I think, is. I think Vinegar Syndrome put that one out. And its poster art looks just like Art of Dying. Uh, they did uh, Mind, Body, and Soul. That was a partner label one. They have uh, 
the fucking really shit one. Uh, tough guys don't dance. Yeah. Okay. Champagne yeah. and bullets. Right. Okay. Uh, pale blood. And there might be one more in there, but uh, I don't think they have any of the PM entertainment ones. Because if they did, then I'd figure they'd have the rights to the other three since it's the same company, you see. Well, I remember wanting to see just about every movie because there was a whole trailer thing. There was like eight or nine trailers on this DVD. And I wanted to see every one of those fucking movies. They looked awful. All of them. (laughs) There was one just about a wet t-shirt contest. (laughs) (laughs) I got to watch that. Uh, We'll look up PM Entertainment and see what these movies were. And hey, maybe on your next pick, we'll see if we can find some good old. I mean, I have the Wings Hauser one, so that's not a problem there. But we're talking about Art of Dying now. So what's the fucking point? We'll only have three movies to watch. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so the Art of Dying, uh, Tom reviewed this one maybe a year ago or so. I've seen it before. And I like it. It's probably one of the best things that uh, that Wingshauser uh, was in, you know. And of course, he's in the director's chair, and he is a he's a cop, Tom, and he's got a African American woman as his partner. And the movie starts out; they're responding to a domestic call, you know. Might you know? There's some yelling going on in an apartment, you know. They go in there. The guy starts getting a little rough with everybody. The woman stabs the black uh, partner. and Yeah, because it's fucked up. Like, they go in there to save the lady from getting her ass beat. She's like, don't you touch him! Like, it was a strange thing about the Johnsons. And then she runs after fucking him. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. They're there to help her. It's pretty realistic, though. (laughs) the that probably happens quite a bit, but wings ain't putting up with no shit. So he throws her out the window and they're on like maybe the fifth, sixth floor. I don't know how big this building is, but it's pretty fucking funny. And, uh, meanwhile, you know, out in Hollywood land, you got this guy that I guess owns an old theater an abandoned theater or something. And he's holding auditions for people. And he's having them do things like uh, like the scene in The Deer Hunter where they're playing Russian roulette. He has a guy there reenacting that whole scene. Except there's bullets in the gun, Tom. And he really shoots himself. And the guy's all filming it. See, he's a serial killer. But he feels a death scene is the true art. But it's only true if it's true. You know? <laughs> If it's real, the real deal, Tom. So, you know, sure, Wingshausers, he's, you know, hard-nosed cop, but he's also got a heart, Tom, because he's out <laughs> saving girls, you know, girls that are being preyed upon by all these vile Hollywood, you know, whatever the fuck, producers, agents. Really what they're doing is taking them out. They're throwing them on some pornos, putting them out on the streets like the whores they are. And, uh, yeah, it's not good. So he tries to, you know, get him back, you know, get him sent back to Alabama or wherever the fuck they came from. But, uh, well, shit, some of the girls he tried to help are ended up dead, Tom. Ended up dead because of this serial killers. And in the meantime, uh, uh old Wingshauser 
you know, we find out he's got a relationship with Kathleen Kinmont, Kilmont, Calmont, something like that. Always forget her last name, but she was hooked up with uh, Lorenzo Lamas for a long time. So I'm sure she knows some martial arts, you know. But anyway, even if she doesn't, one thing she does know how to do is show her show off her tits, which she does a lot in this movie. And uh, Old Wings pours milk on those tits, you know, and has a uh, pretty bizarre sex scene. <laughs> you know, and he just makes a mess with whatever fucking groceries are nearby as they're fucking on the counter. It's pretty be a good time to remind everybody that Wings Hauser directed this movie. He did. <laughs> he did. Uh, yeah, the bad guy, he's funny. He's got like a, a henchman that I think he's in love with. I think they have a relationship, and that dude's funny. And uh, Wings Hauser is funny. And I don't know that he was going for funny, but it's funny, you know, and I recommend this movie. It's just. Uh, it's over the top bullshit, man. It's just, you know, it's not quality art or anything but he is trying to make a a statement you know about hollywood art and all that shit in there but it's just uh it's so fucking funny <laughs> it's just i dig it i recommend it yeah i don't remember a whole hell of a lot about it because this is the one or this i watched this around the time when i was watching like fucking eight wings hauser movies a week so they all kind of melded together. But I do remember it starting out with him and the black lady. They're like fucking partner cops and shit. And then she gets hurt and she's out of the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. If we had it where it was fucking Wings Hauser and this sassy black lady, that would have been fucking awesome. I want to see that movie, damn it. Yeah, but I it, remember it, this one being fun. But Instead, he's got like some other guy that works with him at the police station that he's a like a short older goofy guy goofy looking dude that he's in a lot of movies and one of the the chick from superman 2 that was like one of the the evil fucking kryptonians or whatever the fuck uh but he does have like a an angry police chief that's always yelling angry black police chief that's yelling at him all the time that's pretty good shit yeah. Yeah, Art of Dying, I think uh is it streaming anywhere? I would say if it is, it's on Tubi. But uh then again, it's the whole PM entertainment thing, so if it was streaming, why wouldn't it be on uh Blu-ray? I would check YouTube. Somebody's probably put it up on there, but uh yeah, definitely if you get a chance or you find it anywhere, give it a watch. It is out there if you want to watch it. We'll just say that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, old Joseph there, bud, thinking of being out there, I just uh, watched a movie tonight called Dicks the Musical. Fuck. All right. I was supposed to say, hey, Joe, how many hot dogs do you think you could eat? Uh, is it timed? No. I mean, you know, just in one sitting, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to sit at this table for seven hours and just <laughs> eat a hot dog every 30 minutes or so. Uh, I mean, like in one sitting, just like if I'm having a meal, I could probably do four. And that includes, you know, with a shitload of chili and cheese on them. 
That's it. Yeah. Huh. Well, Joe, I think I could do a twenty-four pack of hot dogs. Mm. You see, I get it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> because I just watched this hit new motion picture called Two, Dicks Four. <laughs> So, Dicks the Musical, the uh, new A24 movie. It is, uh, it's about uh, two identical twin brothers, wink, who were separated at birth and uh, they come together because the uh, companies they work, oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Because the companies they work for are merging. So one from uptown and one from downtown, they all have to come to this new building and work. So they figure everything out, find that they're fucking brothers. So they say, you know what? Let's get mom and dad back together. So the movie is them trying to, you know, get their parents married again so they can be a family, Joe. So this is the parent trap? Sort of. But they are much older and much more vulgar. So it starts out with a text on the screen that says, This movie was written by the first gay people to ever write anything. And they are also starring in this movie as heterosexuals. So the gimmick of the movie, which is a musical, is all right. Pretend it's written by these gay dudes who's actually starring in the movie as well, but they're playing straight guys. And uh, it is it is very funny because it is, it is, because it is just ridiculous as shit, fucking vulgar. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just fucking wild, silly shit. It's by the dude who made a Borat, so that can give you an idea of, yeah, okay, if he did that, I'm assuming this would be some ridiculous, silly shit. But uh, I laughed and laughed and laughed. There's some spots where I was just cold, and I was like, well, this kind of sucked. But that was maybe like two scenes, like Megan the Stallion, she's a character in it, and she has a musical number. I was like, well, well this kind of sucks, but... Her shit isn't for me. And uh, there's one where, uh, like, the mom's first scene, she just comes off like she's trying way too fucking hard. And then after that, it seems like she kind of went into it and all that. But shit's fucking wild. It's got fucking your boy, old Mousetrap himself, Nathan Lane, in it. Uh, Shit's crazy. There's fucking little puppet creatures and shit in it. I don't want to say a whole hell of a lot, but it's worth checking out. I know you're an enemy of fun, and the the comedy you like is very unique. But uh, maybe this is this is not everybody's gonna like this shit for sure. It comes off kind of like a South Park clone. One of the guys talks like a South Park character, but. Man, it's just silly as shit, and I fucking, like, laughed hard and loud a fucking lot. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to give a whole lot away just so you can fucking, not you, but 
the collective you can just go out there and fucking laugh or just be confused like what the fuck but uh i would highly highly recommend this shit for sure good stuff Mm. (laughs) might be my favorite a24 movie joe well you watch them all tom i mean not all of them but you you watch the a24 the night before your wedding and (sighs) and uh, i am wearing a black shirt you are well tom i got uh got a little burnout of uh 2023 so i decided hey let me go back to watching some of the dvds in the old collection and see what's gonna stay and what's gonna go and i pulled out the one that you reviewed recently or i don't know maybe a year (laughs) ago i don't know this is called triangle tom terror comes in waves it says because it's being promoted as a uh as a horror film tom is this an IFC or a Magnolia? See, it seems like it would be, but no, it's media something. I don't fucking know. Blasters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I thought, yeah, for sure that it was like Magnet or something like that. What the fuck's that say? First Look Studios is what it is. I've heard of them before, but I can't think of... I want maybe the aristocrats? I don't know. Probably not. So this lady's going on a boat trip with some friends. (laughs) Not that kind of boat trip. She's acting kind of wonky. And, and, you know, they're sailing along and whatever. And the storm comes out of nowhere, Tom. A storm. And, you know, it capsizes the boat. And they're uh, they're just you know floating around for a while, and then another big you know luxury liner pulls up beside them, and they get up in that, and there's nobody in there, Tom. There's nobody, you know. They cruise around, check the boat out. Wait a minute, we saw somebody. There's somebody running. They chase after him, and then somebody starts shooting at them. You know, somebody wearing a mask shooting at them. The girl runs off by herself. She's like, man, I got all this fucking deja vu and stuff, you know. And and then turns out, Tom, that the person shooting at them is her. Because she figures out we're in a time warp, you know. We got to do this time warp again and again and again. Because it's the only way to get off the boat is every time all of them die except for her. It restarts, Tom, and they come back, and she figures, well, if I can get back on the, or tell everybody to stay on the boat, I don't know, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't work out. But somehow she gets off the fucking boat, goes back to the house, and we learn she's just a bitch, you know? (laughs) They're beating on her retarded kid, and that's not nice, Tom. They got it bad enough, you know, being retarded. They don't need to beat on them, no matter how annoying they can be. That's not right, and I don't condone that. Uh, and uh, then she takes off with her son, and she figures that looking around at shit, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm still in this time warp. She wrecks her car, and her kid dies. How she didn't die, I have no idea, because she was in that car, and it fucking flipped over and everything. So she goes back and gets on that boat again, Tom, and starts the boat trip all over, and it's a circle. Um, this whole movie is a circle because she's trapped in this time warp, you see. 
this time flux, this continuum that keeps on starting over and over and over. They're not that big a red. They just, uh, you know, I guess, you know, enhanced. She's all squeezed together in the movie, but no, they're not, you know, they're probably nice, but <laughs> I don't know. It's weird you're saying this movie, it's a time loop that just goes in a circle when the motherfucker's called Triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because yep. of the Bermuda Triangle, you see. Bermuda Triangle, yeah. And uh, are they in Bermuda? No. But, <laughs> you know, there's some shit on it that hasn't aged. Uh, I do like the film. I remember Tom not liking it. Definitely not for him. He doesn't like ideas. And <laughs> What are you doing over there, boy? Thinking? Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, but, like, there's some scenes, like, when the boat is capsized, you know, you can tell that they're in a pool. Since I don't have an intelligent thought in my head, Joe, you want to explain to me what capsize means, <laughs> you piece of shit? <laughs> That's the biggest size you can caps out at that uh so now you know <laughs> uh there's a lot of it that you know you can tell hey this was done on a on a green screen or i think they called it blue screen back then but uh yeah um aside from that though i do like the flick i think it's a i think it's clever tom cool. i think it's cheeky and for the birds mate it, uh, there are quite a few birds, seagulls, in the film. Uh, they come to a horrific end. One of them does, over and over and over again, because it's a time loop, you see, um, <laughs> that they're trapped in. You know. I remember the uh, scene in the theater being all right. That had some good gore in it, if I remember. Yeah, they shoot like three people in that scene. No, I was talking about the one with Lincoln. Hmm. Oh, Lincoln. <laughs> Sorry, I know that was too soon. <sighs> it was a scene, though. It's brains everywhere. <laughs> And pieces of the stupidest hat you've ever seen just falling down from the air like snow on Christmas Day. But it wasn't. It was a tragic day, chill. Jake <sighs> reviewed Time Cop uh, last year or earlier this year. Go through the, there's a whole playlist for the Jean-Claude Van Damme-a-thon. Hmm. If you're looking for Jean-Claude Van Damme shit, it's there. Except the first one, because I can't find that fucking episode anywhere. Joe? Yeah. Trying to remember what the fuck I would... Joe! I watched The Outlaw Johnny Black. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. That's nice. What, maybe about five years when the proof of concept thing hit the internet and they were saying oh please give me monies to make this movie please maybe i mean 
I don't remember when I heard of it or whatever, but I never watched Black Dynamite, so I could give a shit about this one. She keeps showing your fucking racism again. The belly review and now this? Jesus fucking Christ. Say Nas' name right, Joe. Please. As. <laughs> so this is, I guess, a follow-up to Black Dynamite, but uh, not really. It's just... Excuse me? I've heard of that one, too. <laughs> that one's pretty good. It had an animated series, you know, too. So, uh, Michael Jai White stars as Outlaw Johnny Black, and he also directs this one. He's a, he's a dude who used to be a kid, who used to have a father, but his father was killed by some honky on a fucking horse because this is the old west you see and now he's grown up to be a man trying to get revenge for this guy he uh some bullshit happens he's out in the fucking desert some preacher's like hey i'm gonna fucking help you and he says okay but then engines come and engines steal the preacher so Johnny Black's just like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm on my own again. So old JB goes to the nearest town. And it turns out that was the town that the preacher was going to because he was the town's new preacher. So he pretends that he's the preacher. And then the preacher shows up and they have to pretend that they're each other. And hilarity ensues but it really doesn't. This shit was fucking disappointing as hell. Uh, nowhere near as funny as Black Dynamite at all. Uh, the shit was rated PG-13, and that's a pretty fucking soft PG-13. If that, uh, I don't think I laughed at all. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. For this not funny, supposed to be funny, weird parody movie that, ah, not, not good. But, uh, in the end, uh, the town fucking wins or whatever, and they all hold up beers. And for like two seconds, you see Jim Brown and Fred Williamson holding up beers too, like, ha saloon shit. So I said, oh, great. All right, at least there was that. Still can't recommend anybody fucking watch this, no matter how much of a black exploitation or Michael Jai White fan you are. Michael Jai White doesn't really do any crazy karate man shit in it. Uh, not really funny or it's not funny at all it's just fucking long and kind of boring so uh if you donated money to this it's your fault it's your fault and this came out this year it did i don't think it's gonna make a list because it had fred williamson in it but uh it might get an honorable mention because it's fucking don't fucking go watch it out of curiosity or anything, Joe. You won't even like it. I, you might, because it's boring and nothing happens. <laughs> but no, don't. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, very, very disappointed. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Tom, I watched a film on Netflix called Hurricane Season. And uh, this is a Mexican film, Tom. And the description says, I don't know. So it starts out, Tom, is some kids are, you know, they're going to go and play, I guess, in the river. But they find a dead body there. Um, and, uh, well, let's flash back and see, like, what happened. Turns out this dead body is a, is the local witch, Tom. And they're saying, oh, you know, yeah, she, you know, trafficked with the devil. You know, she uh, had a bunch of gold in her house, you know, and she, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So then, you know, we go and we're uh, focused on this girl that's sitting in the... Uh... <clears throat> what the fuck happened in this movie? <laughs> So she's sitting in the police station. She says, hey, I know who killed the witch. You know, it was uh, my brother. You guys need to go arrest him, whatever. And they're like, well, what proof do you have? Well, no, you know, I went to, uh, you know, he's gay. My brother's gay and you need to go arrest him. I was like, well, what? Well, what are you talking about? Okay, so then it's going to switch scenes, Tom, because it's one of these movies that follows different characters and it's all the same story, but from different perspectives. So then we're going to uh, the brother and seeing what he's up to, you know. Turns out, you know, he uh, he just wants to, you know, party. He wants to sing at parties, at the witches' parties, Tom. Because it turns out the witch is not a she. Just a, a, a person that would prefer to be called a she, Tom. But uh, you know what I'm getting at. You know, I don't want to step on any of the trans community's toes. Uh <laughs> Why? Because they all have big feet? Maybe. You fucking transphobe. And let's see. Oh, I don't want to walk around all these women with size 15s. And then we switch to another character, and it's like a like a pregnant 14-year-old or something. She had to run away from home because her stepdad raped her or something. And she meets the... The young guy, and she hooks up with him. <laughs> Can't get pregnant twice. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's a scene where they're in the hospital, and you know he he runs out. He goes, "Oh, this ain't my fault," or whatever. And uh, then we see another scene with this uh, with this old whore, and she put the the pregnant girl out and took her to the witch for a uh, for an abortion. You know, because witches do that, but. Shit didn't work out right, Tom. Shit didn't work out right. And the girl was just, you know, bleeding all internally or whatever. And that's how that happened. And then we go to this other guy. And, you know, he's uh, conflicted about his sexuality. And then, you know, hey, he's gay. He figures it out pretty quick when he lets this other guy suck his dick. And then, uh, and then he's freaking out, you know, because he doesn't want to be gay. But he is. So... He figures, hey, you know what? Let's go, uh, let's go rip off the money from that witch. And when they're doing that, they kill her. And that's who killed the witch, is these two gay guys. And at the end, they're locked up and thrown in prison and beaten up because that's what the cops in Mexico do. They beat the fuck out of you and then they throw you in the cell. And it kind of ends like that. 
it is a uh, yes or red it is definitely a gay movie so you know if gay people bother you, you definitely don't want to watch this movie uh judging by the comments he was making yeah. i would say yes gay people do in fact bother him but that's just speculation and uh this movie's very very good it uh it's disturbing and depressing it uh it reminds me of like the first time i watched kids before i grew up and realized hey that's not a good movie uh maybe i'll watch this in 10 years or so and decide it's not a good movie but for now i think it is it may make a list hopefully i see some other shit that bumps it off because i only have what do i have three yeah i think i have three you know and that's all we need but i'm gonna be we watching need five an honorable mention Five. fuck okay so yeah i still got some work to do uh, <laughs> but uh yeah this was definitely a powerful film as they say tom not for everybody definitely not for everyone it's talking to you, Red. But I have two questions, Joe. Mm-hmm. You kept saying witch a lot and people going to find the witch and shit. Did anybody say we're off to the witch at all, maybe? Yeah, I said it a few times when they said they were going to go. I said, we're off to the witch. Every- You're not going to finish? No. Okay. <laughs> and my second because- <laughs> cool. Why, you know, they, you know. And my second question was, did they kill the witch by dropping a house on her? No, they choked that bitch out. Uh, Well, that's not how you kill a witch, Joe. Yeah, and they hit her with something. I don't remember what it was lying around. Wasn't a... Wasn't a hockey stick because they don't play hockey in Mexico. I don't know. Might have been a golf club. Well, here's a question. You know a lot about witches being one at all. Sorry, warlock. Well, uh, you know how. I'm sorry. You know how they say, oh, you splash a little water on a witch and they'll melt? No. Joe, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh-huh. This is the final Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Or at least the final Guardians of the Galaxy movie directed by James Gunn. Or the final Guardians of the Galaxy directed by James Gunn until he leaves DC and Marvel throws a bunch of money at him. Well, didn't they do a Christmas special or some shit, too? They did, Joe. And you know what I didn't watch? The Christmas special. Oh, you will. Nah, I'm good on that. Yeah. You love the so, bullshit. I mean, again... You have watched more MCU movies than I. I don't know. I'll say this, though. The first Guardians of the Galaxy movie I did enjoy. I thought it was good. The second one I thought was fucking horrendous and long. And it was just the stupid fucking group dancing around, you know. Dumb shit. 
Well, good. We're on the same page then. So after not liking the second movie, that fucking Kurt Russell ego shit, what a fucking waste. We could have had some cool visuals if it was actually like a living fucking planet with a mustache and shit. Yeah. But it wasn't. So I had my reservation, excuse me, going into this one. And that's why I just watched it now. Oh, it's the end of the year. I got to start watching these fucking movies. Well, I don't. I choose to do this. So I better start watching these movies. And uh, I'm glad I did. This one was really good. It wasn't great. It was uh, really good. A lot of a lot of the same old, same old, what you would expect from, you know, a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, this one, pretty simple. Not some big Earth-ending thing or galaxy-ending thing. Uh, old Adam Warlock, not a great portrayal of the character at all. Uh, he Adam Warlock is more like a fucking henchman type character. And uh, while he is powerful and shit, he's kind of like a bumbling goof, maybe. But uh, maybe that's not the right way, but just kind of a fucking dildo. And uh, he comes to nowhere, and that's where the Guardians of the Galaxy have their fucking uh, new headquarters. Long story short, Rocket gets all fucked up. They try and save him, but it turns out he has a MacGuffin that was placed on his heart, Joe. And we see all these flashbacks about how Rocket Raccoon was like experimented on because this guy wanted to make the uh, like the great species. He wanted to make the perfect being and shit. So he's making all these fucking cybernetic animals and fucking mutant animal creatures and shit like a Dr. Moreau in the future. So uh, turns out that uh, all this stuff that Rocket and his cybernetic animals were promised, they were going to fucking, you know, be leaders of the new world and shit. No, that's all bullshit, and the guy's going to fucking kill them all. So Rocket escapes, and then he grows up to be fucking Rocket and shit. So now they got to go track this fucking guy down and get a password or something so they can get this shit off of his heart so they can save his life and all that shit, and it was pretty fucking good. Uh, there was a few times where it's like, man, they really want you to cry in this fucking movie. And I said, don't do it, fat boy. You're a fucking man. You cried in the fucking first movie. Don't fucking cry at this one. And I didn't until it got to the scene where they're all, you know, standing around Rocket He's about to fucking die and shit. And they do that thing where he goes up to fucking heaven or whatever and sees all his cybernetic buddies and shit. And I was like, oh, God damn. And a hot little tear ran down my fat fucking cheek. And it got me. God damn it. It got me. Oh, you're a bitch. Well, I mean, you had you're lucky that you've went this far in your life not having to be in a situation like that where somebody extremely close died in front of you when you're surrounded in a bed like that. Unfortunately, I have to I had to deal with that a few times and it fucking sucks a dick, Joe. So 
they prey on those memories to get you in the feels and shit. So, I mean, it worked. It worked. The last one did get me. But uh, that aside, like, it was good. Like, I was watching this, and it was making me think, like, yeah, man, this is kind of the shit that I liked when I liked Star Wars. This is, like, this is good. They brought me back to... I don't want to say nostalgic because the movie just came out, but I guess it made me nostalgic for liking my memories of liking Star Wars when I was a kid. Uh, so uh, this was good. It had a lot of creatures and different makeups and shit. Like it was cool. It was it, it was good. I liked it. I liked it. Well, I'm liking the chat that's going on today. Keeping. <laughs> <laughs> entertained and laughing. Uh, I'm glad you liked it, Tom. Did they play a bunch of old fucking 70s music yet again? Uh, I mean, they played pop songs and shit. I think they played some 2000 stuff or something, but I never really remember what fucking songs they played or what. Like, I just watched that fucking musical, Dick's the Musical. I can maybe remember part of one song. Is so, uh, Groot all fucking stupid again and annoying as a character? Uh, no, he's like a hulking Groot in this one. Not like in the first one where he was like a skinny, tall tree monster guy. Right. He's like a, like a buff fucking, I've been working out Groot. And at one point he gets decapitated and then he sprouts like spider legs and it's like a head crawling around with the spider legs. I mean, it's good shit. If you like fucking monsters and different creatures and shit like that, uh, you might like it. I mean, you're a little pussy when it comes to animals and shit, too. And they fucking prey on your emotions a lot with that. Like, oh, look what they're doing to those animals. These are CGI animals. I could give. I mean, still, dude, they get those eyes pretty good nowadays. <laughs> And we'll get to that later, to those getting those CGI. Well, I mean, next week we will. But fucking uh, Cosmo's in it, too. Fly against the wall, Tom? They do. Mm. Of course they do. <laughs> but uh, old Cosmo's in it, too. And I thought that was going to be fucking bullshit. But God damn it, it's a fucking dog character doing shit to save the day so i said mm, you russian fuck you're all right in my book i guess yeah uh it was good i would you watch the other two you might as well knock it the fuck out before the end of the year so it can make your worst of the year list and we will see i still have to <laughs> speed three i mean do speed three? Oh, okay i was like what the fuck they made a new speed movie and not the band either. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> you got to watch this movie to prove you're not racist. We get it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I'm up. Uh, let's see. What did I watch? Okay, Tom. I watched a movie that uh, everybody's been talking about lately. They say, hey, you got to watch this. This is... The horror movie of the year. Ah, did you watch anything else? No. All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Joe? Yeah. 
You ever heard of Millie Vanilli? I have. Yeah, let me let me know what you know about Millie Vanilli, because I think I was maybe four or five when all their shit happened. Yeah, um, Millie Vanilli. They were a band of two guys that kind of dressed the same, and they did this little shuffle dance when they, uh, you know, kicking their legs from side to side when they, you know, were singing their tunes, and they had. Uh, what the fuck was the one song they had? Baby, <laughs> girl, you know it's true. <laughs> Blame it on the rain. No, I think that was Orange Juice Jones that did that one. Uh, yeah, Millie Vanilli had some hits, and then uh, it was exposed that hey, these guys are not singing these songs. You know, they're just lip syncing. They're out there. Uh, they're pulling the the wool over your eyes. They're bamboozling you, you know. They're leading you astray. Uh, it's all a big con, you know. And their careers were over after that. So, yeah, old uh, Millie Vanilli. One of them was a Frenchman. The other one was a German. Didn't really speak much English. They were into like throwing parties and being a couple of tomatoes. They were into that scene, just like, oh, yes, we're in the fashion and dancing. We're going to be pop stars. Oh, yes, we're going to be pop stars. So, some fucking German producer guy, he found him and said, hey, we're going to sign you to record contracts. But it turns out they weren't going to sing, they were just going to be the faces of this. They got two other black guys to like rap and sing. And then they got like a couple white broads to do the singing on the album. And so, uh, you know, they did all this stuff. And then it turns out, like you said, oh, they weren't really singing. So they were made laughing stocks and shit. While Millie Vanilli, one of them, fucking started doing drugs and fucking killed himself on drugs. And the other one was like, you know what? I'm going to learn to sing and prove these people wrong. So then he becomes like an alternative rock singer for a little bit. (laughs) And then in the end, we see him like accepting life. And, you know, uh, he's an okay singer now, just singing Millie Vanilli songs that he didn't write her sing the fucking begin with the end oh shit if you're interested in millie vanilli at all watch a youtube video instead because this shit was way too long and who really gives a fuck (laughs) this was like the fucking epitome of just oh yeah let's make content and just slap it out on whatever streaming service so we have something new for the week so when he accepts uh, life as it is and everything, do they show him like walking and then like staring out at the skyline or whatever? Yeah, he lives in Amsterdam now with his white wife and kids. So everything worked out for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, he's a talker like this because he's little moosh guy. So it's like, you can imagine fucking the time 
these people like going on fucking Leno or whatever, trying. Eh, so you guys are singers, right? Oh yes, we sing all great American music, and people had to be like, "What the fuck?" So yeah, it was. I mean, who gives a fuck? It's a story of whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's a very fucking average middle of the road who gives a fuck shit, but never get that time back that I spent watching it. Fuck. Hey, Joe, you watch anything? Hey, Tom, I watched a... uh... A movie that a lot of people on social media have been saying, hey, this is the best horror movie of the year. Hey, there hasn't been a horror movie like this in a long time. And usually when I hear shit like that, I'm reluctant to watch because people don't like the shit that I like. You know, people are, you know, they would like a lot of, you know, fluffy bullshit. And uh, but. I said, well, I got to watch it, you know, because it's 2023 and we'll see. And the movie's called No One Can Save You. And it is a uh, shutter movie in conjunction with IFC. And no, I'm not going to fucking wait and not start again, Tom. Um, Wait. So, not as many people were actually telling me about this, but some did say, oh, this is a crazy movie. Uh, man. <laughs> anyway, this is about a girl, Tom, that she sits around in her house and she, like, dances by herself, you know, all happy. And she makes crafts and stuff, you know. She makes, like, dresses and, like, um, like those little village, little, like, uh that light up at night and shit and uh she goes into town and she's like reluctant to see anybody especially this couple like this cop and uh i guess his wife i don't know but i know she like ducks down so they won't see her and uh goes back home and in the middle of the night tom oh shit there's some noise there's some lights there's a fucking alien there, you know, a gray. You know what a gray is, Tom? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I think everybody does. Knows what a gray is. And, you know, this it's is... Those a... guys red don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, this gray is chasing her around the house. And uh, I don't know what he's planning to do. Maybe rape her or whatever. But she ends up killing it. Okay, so... No big deal. Uh, she's going into town to try to tell everybody about this. And turns out, like, townspeople are kind of different. You know, they're they're acting kind of weird. Maybe they've been taken over. Maybe their brains have been washed out by these grays, you know. And so she goes back home. The next night, uh, a bigger gray comes after her. And this thing's, you know, like, moves so quick, Tom, like, fucking fast except when it's chasing after this girl she can outrun it outmaneuver it it's real stupid real goddamn stupid uh 
the aliens are CGI aliens, you know, they're not the uh, latex or whatever, because nobody uses that shit anymore. You know, CGI is the way of things, and uh, but they didn't have money for good CGI. And anyway, I don't know. The aliens start freaking out, you know, like. Being like, what's this girl all sad about? They want to know. They finally abduct her and they probe her mind. Turns out she's been living in guilt, Tom, because she killed her best friend when she was a child. And, you know, she's ostracized herself. So at the end of the movie, the aliens have taken over the world, but they let her keep her personality, you know, but everybody else is a zombie, you know, a drone or whatever the fuck. And she gets to live out her fantasy world, you know. She gets to dance around while she's the only one, you know. It's stupid. It's really goddamn stupid. Uh, yeah, this... I don't know, man. Just fucking dumb. And this was, this was what, a Hulu movie? It's Hulu. Yeah. Oh, because when you started, you said something about IFC and yeah. Shutter and yeah, had it all fucked up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this came out, I guess, around Halloween, uh, in October, early October, and there were a few people talking about it, saying how clever it was and how the ending, you know, really makes you think. No, it didn't. You know, it made me think it's a piece of shit, but that's about it. You know, it's. Mm, yeah, skip it. Skip it. Will do, mate. Let me ask you a question there, Joe. Mm-hmm. You watched anything? Yeah. I watched a movie, Tom, a bunch of people have been talking about, you know, on the social medias, they've been saying, hey, this is the horror movie to end all horror movies, the best horror movie of the year. And people, Tom, they tend to be pretty dumb most of the time. But goddamn, every once in a while, they get the shit right, Tom. And they're talking about this new movie, an IFC and Shudder combination, you know. It's called No One... Wait. When... <laughs> it's called When Evil Lurks. <laughs> oh, I'm in a fucking time loop. I can't get out. Uh... <laughs> This movie, Tom, is about, uh, well, I guess it's an alternate uh, reality, an alternate uh, Earth or whatever. Let's call it Earth uh, D. Um, Let's not. Let's just say it's Earth and this is happening. Okay. Because that's not mentioned at all in the movie. It is. They say, hey, this is not Earth. This is the other Earth. Oh, Uh, I'm sorry. I don't speak Spanish. I know. They said that's pretty early on in the film, so you probably forgot, Tom, or you went to the bathroom, you know, uh, as you tend to do during all the movies. And anyway, so in this, uh, well, we're on a farm, right? And there are two brothers that live there in the farm, and uh, they hear gunfire at night. they like, well, fuck, we need to go out and see what the hell that's all about. When they search and they find a, a dude's body all torn up. You know, well, what the fuck? This is on so-and-so's land. Let's, you know, go and see what's going on at this house. Ruiz. There's a and a kid there. And they say, hey, you know, are you going to, you know, we got what's-his-name back here. What Uriel. And he's possessed. So what? They go check him out, and Uriel's, he's just a bloated mass of shit. 
you know, he's possessed by a demon, Tom. <laughs> he turned into a slither creature. Yeah. So they're thinking, well, well, we got to get the fuck out of here because demons, when somebody's possessed, it can spread like the plague, Tom. It can give everybody like evil thoughts and like do crazy shit. And they can't have anything that's come in contact with them. They got to get rid of their clothes, all that. This or guy's, it doesn't. Yeah. It's just, you know, whenever they want it to. This guy's got kids and he wants to get them and get them out of, out of there too, you know, but, uh, He's also divorced and, you know, has had problems, whatever. So he goes to to get the kids. But, you know, like, uh, what was it they got? I don't know. Maybe his clothes. I don't remember. The dog starts slipping his clothes. So the dog gets possessed and bites a girl in the head and runs off with her. And, uh, you know, they got to go. It's just they're they're on the run, Tom. They're on the run. They find this other lady they hold up with and... Uh, She's one of the exorcists of that. Yeah, I don't know if she was so much of a lady as much as she was a Ronnie James Dio impersonator there, Joe. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're doing their confrontation with, the, you know, they got to find the, the Uriel's body again because they tried to get rid of it, and that didn't work out for them, Tom. And uh, shit's just going bad for everybody. And I liked this movie. thought it was really good. Uh, I thought it built tension. And I like occult fucking movies. And I like movies that uh, that have a bleak ending. That uh, like, hey, you know, you're fucked. That's the way horror movies should be. It shouldn't be all happy-go-lucky. You want to make a comedy, go make a fucking comedy. You know, go watch Beetlejuice or something. Like some kind of... Uh, but the, yeah, this is a good movie. I dig it. It is on my list. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to stay there, Tom. But this is definitely not a movie for you. Uh, I don't recommend that you watch it. You know, there's no fart jokes or anything. Uh, there's no, like, little creatures running around. You know, the, you know, the kind of shit that you like. The horror that you like, Tom. It's not this. There are little creatures running around, Joe. There are possessed children, so that would technically be little creatures technically but yeah uh this movie like wants to say something but it really doesn't and the whole uh oh man this this old evil possession it'll it'll get you watch out it's it's like covid if you if you come in contact with it it'll get you or it won't it's kind of pick and choose and do whatever and just to, you know so a movie will happen for some reason you can't kill these possessed people with guns for some reason just because ah no nah, no nah, just we'll just write it in there to where you can't use guns why ah, who knows but uh they gotta have a cleaner they call them come and exercise these demons with like magical flutes or whatever which they don't really explain that shit i don't know it uh there's some ideas there that could work like the scene where uh old ruiz he's like the landowner that this uh family they're 
uh, sons possessed. And he turns into like this big fat slither monster, or, like a big fat sicko from Planet Terror. And uh, kind of weird. I guess it's supposed to be like festering biblical imagery or whatever. So, uh, there's a scene where old Ruiz is on his farm with his wife and the wife's just like meals, deals, the goats possessed. So old fucking Ruiz, or if that's even his name, I can't remember. He's going to shoot this fucking goat. And then the goat walks up and puts his fucking head on the barrel of the gun. Like that was fucking awesome. If the movie was like more creepy, like, yeah, do it. Fucker shit like that it would be pretty cool but not a whole lot worked for me you got this shit where this fucking demon's like possessing children or something it's a whole lot of nothing and then i guess we're supposed to be like ooh, the demon possessed a special needs child Ooh, i can't believe it that's so edgy and Oh, it's creepy that he can, like, walk and talk now. I can't. Okay. It was just, uh, it had some good ideas, but wasn't really executed too well, and it was just kind of slow and boring. There, The gore and effects and stuff like that, there were some in it, but a lot of it was CGI, like old Ruiz gets hit in the face with an axe and that, all right. And then the lady hitting herself in the face with an axe. It was like all CG shit. And it was, yeah, I just, ah, I wanted to like it because I like some IFC shit as we talked about before, but this was also a shutter thing. And unfortunately this was, this was a little too shudder for me, but yeah, uh, it, it fucking felt like a A24 Evil Dead movie. I just, I couldn't get into it at all. Yeah, like it, it wasn't a movie I thought, you know, after I watched it and I liked it so much, I thought, you know, Tom won't, won't like this. And, uh, and like when you're saying like why you know why does this you know happen or why don't they explain this because it's common in this world that they created this is just fucking you know hey so everybody knows so they don't have time to explain to tom why they do this uh one thing that i feel like makes the the whole thing fall apart if you stop and think about it it's like hey if this is commonplace and they know how dangerous it is why didn't they fucking send somebody to take care of this guy that was possessed when they had, they said they reported it like a year early, you know, if it's such a big fucking deal, they would have sent somebody. Right. You know? Uh, so that, yeah. If you stop and think about shit, you can fucking find holes in any movie though. Uh, all of them will fall apart cause they're fucking fiction. You know, <clears throat> this isn't real shit. You know, if you stop and think about it, Tom, that's like, well, you know, this guy was trying to make the perfect, you know, animal species or whatever. Why is he starting with, you know, you know that's probably not going to happen in real life, Tom. They've they got more to explain and to do, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend this movie if you're like a 
like a person that likes horror movies, not Tom. You know, Tom likes horror comedy. He doesn't like fucking horror movies. Uh, check this out. You will not be disappointed. I don't think. Yeah, I know not everybody's going to like it. Not shit. If you do or you don't, I did. And it's making my list. <laughs> I guess what you're saying is if you like movies that make you stop and think, this one isn't for you. I understand. Tom doesn't like to stop it. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking, I co-host a podcast where we stop, think, and talk about movies. (laughs) We're almost at 400 fucking episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's not actually a circle at all. It's free if you have Shutter. Red. Uh, I don't know. We get it. We have like. Uh, what do we have? On Amazon, Amazon I Prime, would assume. We have Amazon, but we also had like an add-on of AM or AMC Plus. Yeah, AMC Plus, and that gives you all the Shutter shit. And that's slightly cheaper. If you do AMC Plus, there's a plan with ads. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to subscribe to a streaming thing, just pay the extra dollars. You don't have to watch fucking ads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you've never used, if you have Amazon Prime and you never used your shutter free trial, my mom didn't. That's how I saw this one. Hey, mom, I got a fucking. Hit me up with your account information so I can unsubscribe you from this shit. (laughs) But yeah, I was fucking about to pay for that shit. And I said, wait a second. I think there's a way I can watch this without fucking paying for it. And that's the way to go on everything. you know. No, that's not the way to go on everything. For any of these movies, just fuck it. You know, if you're paying for a streaming service, fine. But don't like, like go to like, hey, let me pay five ninety nine or whatever to watch it. Fuck that. You know, these movies are already made. They don't need your money. You know, fuck them. If you don't pay for some stuff, shit won't get made. So yeah, fuck it. There's too many. Fuck all the record, man. Pick and choose, that's what I say. And if you pick and choose on some and you liked it, hey, maybe go out and buy the Blu-ray or something. <laughs> See? There, there's ways to support stuff without having to dish out everything, is I guess what I'm trying to say. But don't just fucking steal everything. But I understand sometimes you need to feed your family. (sighs) So, yeah, as Joe said, when evil lurks, what a piece of shit. Hey, Joe, are you a millionaire boy? The Millionaire's Boys Club. God damn, Tom. Belly 2. I really didn't want to watch it after watching that piece of shit, Belly. What a fucking lousy movie. Such a racist. God it damn. sucked. But, you know, I picked this fucking, you know, two movie series, so I gotta watch it. You know, what can I do? And I'll uh, be back. Put it on, 
And uh, who do I see in the credits? Michael K. Williams, who is a tremendous actor. You know him probably from uh, The Wire, where he played Omar. He uh, he was in Boardwalk Empire, played Chalky White. Uh, what else is he in? A lot of shit. And he's always good. Happen Len, which was one of my favorite series, you know, based on the uh, on the Joe R. Lansdale books. But this one... It's uh doesn't have that that fucking idiot that directed the first one. I already forgot it. Hype Williams doesn't have him. It doesn't have the the guy you know from the first movie. You know, Naz, as I like to call him, doesn't have him in it. You know, it doesn't follow his exploits like he comes back from Africa or anything. No, this just follows a different guy altogether, and uh. This is a name-only sequel. Mm-hmm. So it follows this guy that's done an eight-year stretch in prison. His name is G. G. He gets out, and, uh, you know, according to his parole, you know, he has to find a job. And he's trying. <laughs> he goes to the local pet store, see if they're hiring. Goes to the Korean, you know, uh, a convenience store, see if they're hiring. Nobody wants to hire an ex-con, you know. So what's he got to do? Go back to crime. Go back to ripping off other drug dealers, taking their drugs, and selling it out of the ice cream chuck that they had. And that uh, they stole from drug dealers. Yeah. Him and his buddy, Michael K. Williams, are taking over the streets again. You know, and, you know, turns out that uh, he's, you know, met a lady, too. You know, and... <laughs> Seems really nice. This is a uh, Lisa from Coming to America, and but she's starting, you know, to develop feelings for him. But she's a good girl, Tom. She's a college student, and it's like, well, I don't know about this guy. You know, what is it that you do for a living? And uh, you know, we go from the relationship back to you know him doing hardcore gangster shit, and uh, you know, blowing people up with his guns that he had hidden away, and you know. Uh, he had buried some guns before he went to prison, but now he's got these guns back, and he's going to use them, motherfucker. He is going to use them. And uh, he's got to deal with corrupt cops, all kinds of shit. And it turns out that his lady is an undercover cop, too, Tom. You just can't trust anybody in this drug game. Damn. <laughs> I like this. It was uh, everything that the first movie should have been. Uh, it had a story, primarily, which the first one fucking didn't. It had uh, it had better music. It had better tits. It uh, you know it had a, a real actor in Michael K. Williams, uh, and it had corrupt cops, and it had the raza in it, man. You know. That's right. You don't mess with the Mexican drug dealers. They will come and fuck you up. And uh, that's what they did until he killed them. And, you know, it was a sad, sad ending for that. But I dug it. Belly 2, give it a watch. The Millionaire's Boys Club. So this is a very poorly made movie all around. This is, uh, you know, 
belly wasn't, you know, this giant multi multi million dollar production. But you know, they had they had a few million. Belly two had about oh, about thirty five hundred dollar budget. Um, and managed to make a better movie than Belly, which is crazy. Uh, a movie for a different audience. I think that, uh, or I should say, I feel that uh, this is the movie that you were hoping that Belly 1 would be. When you're on Tubi, you were just like, oh, where's something I can really show my racism to? And uh, it was it was Belly 2. <sighs> it, uh, it's uh it's just it's a very very poorly poorly made cheap movie it's like i said it's in a name only sequel this could definitely be an entertaining movie in the right circumstances like if you're having a bad movie night and you're going to sit around with buddies and watch this shit and drink, it's going to be fucking great. But uh, I just, I, I couldn't get into it. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, well, because it was embarrassing, Joe. <laughs> I think that's why. Like, sometimes I can, I can be like, oh, shit, this is embarrassingly bad. But, uh I don't know. There was just something here that wasn't doing it for me. I uh, And it's not because I like the first belly so much. Like at first when I put this on, I was shocked at how fucking bad it was. But uh, the game, I think he was like in some beef with uh, 50 cents because one wanted to have sex with the other or something, maybe. I'm not sure. Never listened to his fucking music. Couldn't put up, couldn't like name a song or anything, but he sucked a dick as an actor. Everybody in this movie sucked a dick as an actor. Like his buddy he got out of jail with. I've seen that guy before. He's like a name actor, but he he knew what he was in. He was just phoning it in, just collecting his check. Like, it was bullshit. Like, uh, old G, he's trying to walk tough while he's firing this wacky-ass gun, and he just looks like a prick. Uh, yeah, a lot of... <sighs> it would be good if you're with friends drinking and watching bad movies, but... Well, this is a movie you would want to watch with friends. Not, I mean, the sure. You wouldn't want to watch with fucking. <laughs> uh, I don't want to tell anybody I watched it. And then, you know, yeah, everybody here definitely outacts anybody in the first belly. You know, it's just like erase that movie from your memory and just call this one belly, the millionaire boys club. Like this is the only one in the series. And then you'll, you'll be all right. We'll all be all right. We'll all be better for it. I think. And as you, you know, saying that, oh, it looks so cheap, I feel that that's just professional jealousy 
on your <laughs> independent directors let me tell you guys fucking hate each other and hate each other's work you know it, what a petty <laughs> You hear that, Amityville Hood guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I felt bad about all that shit I said, so I fucking made that video private. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean probably another different time watching this a different way i would have got a laugh out of it but this shit was a goddamn slog to get through and i did not enjoy myself at all (laughs) fucking old g has like all these shitty fucking prison tattoos all over him and he goes to see a social worker she's like oh shit those are really good did you do them yourself you should go to art school he doesn't even have a job. How's he going to pay for art school? And do you go to art school to do tattoos? No. <laughs> I don't know. You go to art school to be unemployed. Yep. So, hey, he was halfway there. Mm-hmm. Or no, he's all the way there and didn't even have to go into debt. fuck well at least there's not a belly three so joe i'm gonna i'm gonna take this opportunity to uh go out of genre like you did because i think this will be my only chance joe and you know it had to happen sooner or later i just didn't think it would but hey mate we're gonna go to a uh, jolly old England by way of Peru, if you don't mind. And we're going to watch some uh, nice CGI animal eyes, Joe, with the old Paddington movies. One and two. I think one's on Amazon and the other's on Netflix or switched around someplace. And maybe after this, we'll get more into the genre fair. But for now, I'm seizing the opportunity. All right. I can't wait. <laughs> but let me ask you this, Joe. Huh? You like Spider-Man? Fuck! I didn't read Spider-Man. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, I think this is issue 180. <sighs> old rocket racer story um the guy that he was uh shaken down for money goes to the old tinkerer and says hey this guy's shaking me down oh yeah i know him i built his uh, skateboard and whatever he says yeah i need you to build me something so i can deal with him anyway the doctor gets on peter parker's ass Telling him, hey, what the fuck, dude? You need to be here for your for your aunt. You know, she's not doing well. Like, quit being such a bit and come and take care of her. And Peter feels bad about it. He's waiting for Mary Jane to respond to his proposal, too. And uh, so he does. He goes to the hospital. 
And who was there? But Rocket Racer is there with his mom because they put his mom in the same room with Aunt May. And Spidey's spider sense goes off before he goes in the room. So he fucking throws on the suit real quick, busts in like, well, shit, you know, the guy's not in his costume or anything, but he's still thinking, you know, hey, how did Spider-Man find me? And Aunt May is like, oh, it's that dreadful Spider-Man's. And she starts fucking having another attack and everything. He starts, everybody starts fighting. The cops come in and he has to fight the cops. They finally take the fight outside. And uh, and who rolls up? Oh, Wheeler, the guy that uh, went to the Tinkerer. And the Tinkerer made him a big wheel. <laughs> that he's driving in and this wheel can run over anything and shoot lasers and shit and uh well i mean spider-man stops the both of them uh well no the rocket racer dude gets away but old wheeler takes the wheel and it fucking goes into the i don't know what river is there in new york but he drowns he fucking dies <laughs> and spider-man's goes back to the hospital and the doctors hey you fuck we moved your your aunt to fucking intensive care and you nobody can see her she's in critical condition you stupid fuck and uh yeah it actually is your fault this time you know spider-man's or whatever mary jane shows up and she says hey you know i don't want to get fucking married i don't want to settle down there's so many guys out there and i got a lot of fucking to do but she gives him back the ring and says adios motherfucker and that's the end of the issue uh the art looks better. Bob McCloud came in and uh, did the inks on it, and it makes it look uh, makes it look different. Some some of the panels look pretty good, but uh, still not great because it's still fucking Ross and Drew. Uh, weird issue. <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> That's that. Sorry, dog. Sorry. <laughs> this is like the second time in three weeks. I apologize. Yeah. My bad. I've caught you all up, Tom. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. But still, I let you down. So sorry. He goes back to his uh, apartment and somebody's waiting there for him. Who? Shashan? We don't fucking know because that's the cliffhanger. Oh. Apartment. I don't know. All right. I hope it's Shashan. (laughs) Hey, Joe, you like lists? Lists four, yeah, yep. sure. Uh, yeah, Tom wanted us to go through and uh, do our top uses for eggs. And at number five, if they're dinosaur eggs, you'd put them in a museum. Did you see any of those while you were there at the museum? <laughs> I think I saw fake ones. Mm. I don't think I saw any actual real dinosaurus eggs. Put them in museums, you see. It's a good one. Well, my number five is putting eggs in something, too. And it's putting eggs back inside the chicken, you see. Because they should have some dignity. Mm. And number four, you lend them to neighbors, Tom, when they need. Egg, you know, maybe they're making a cake or something. They decide, you know, oh, I don't have any eggs. Let me call the old neighbor and hey, can I borrow three eggs from you? They're never gonna bring them back. 
you know, they're never going to pay you back on the eggs. You know, just consider that a wash. Say, hey, don't worry about it. Bang, you know, here's some fucking eggs. And that's a use you like when your neighbors come. Oh, shit. Hey, did you come over for some eggs? I keep, uh, you know, those little uh, half dozen eggs. You know, the ones with just six of them. I keep that just for when neighbors need eggs, Tom. I never restock them until they're all gone. So they might be eight years old, but yeah, I got you. On some yeah, go. <laughs> might taste like space food, but it's still good. <laughs> Joe, my fourth favorite thing to do with eggs is throwing them. You ever throw an egg? I have. It's fun. Would recommend. <laughs> And number three, you can play games with them. Competitive games, like the egg toss. Tom, ever been in an egg toss? No, you can't say I have. You, you know, have a partner across from you, and you toss the egg, and they catch it. Then you step back a little farther, and they toss it back. Then you step back a little far, and a bunch of these people do that. You know, you're all lined up, and whoever's the last one... You know, with the egg still unbroken, that's the winner. Did you ever do that, Joe? Yes, I've been in an egg toss before. Was it fun? It was all right. Well, Joe. My number three is eating them. You know, you can crack them open like I did earlier. Mix it in with some ground beef, spices, breadcrumbs. Make some meatballs. You can make a little corned beef hash. Pop some eggs on there. Maybe you want to make some crepes, Joe. You need eggs. So eating them. At uh, number two, filling them with confetti and then breaking them on somebody's head, Tom. An old Easter tradition among Hispanics. They're called cascarones. So what's the process? What do you mean? How do you, you know, get the uh, old yolkin white of the egg out and fill it with confetti uh you break just the top of it off you know and get the egg out like that then you can rinse it out then uh you fill it with confetti and it's not you gotta do it like very very delicately so you don't yeah i don't think i could do i'm not even allowed to pet kittens mm. so i don't think i could Stuff an egg very delicately with confetti. I'm not a gentle lover. Mm. <laughs> Number two. Yes. Ah. Uh, wait, what? Shit. Well, my number two is actually my number three. And it's telling people to suck them. Hey, Joe, go suck an egg. 
At number one, I have one that uh, a lot of people on social media have been talking about. Telling them, you know, hey, this is the best uh, use for eggs that I've seen in 2023. And that is throwing them, Tom. You know, especially at like cars, you know, fuck up their paint a little, you know, at the truckers when they're, you know, on by. <laughs> awesome. You know, fucking swerve and wreck. It. Yeah, I wouldn't throw them at trucker. You might get a fucking jug of piss hurling your way. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, egg in cars, Tom. <laughs> Did you do that as a child or maybe it is this a past week? Tradition, I think. <laughs> oh, my number one. Did I mention shoving the eggs back up the chicken's pussy? You did. Well, that was my number one, Joe. Hmm. You know, the old David Letterman, Joe. Hmm. But that's all right. What are we doing next week? You let uh, me know? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Movies with a with a shape in the title. <laughs> okay. That's the movie Triangle. <laughs> oh shit! Everybody, dwnproductions.net, masks, bus, props, custom work, and soon cups. Maybe I got to get on order in that shit. But, uh, yeah, you're not going to get anything until the Black Friday sale. So uh, get ready for that shit. I'll be bringing back five fucking pieces out of retirement. They will be not part of the sale. Well, they will be part of the sale. They just won't be on sale, unlike all the other stuff that's up on the site that will be 33% off. So save them pennies and give them to me in a couple weeks yosef fastcustomshirts.com uh i am working on a new shirt for black friday black exploitation friday uh the annual sale that i have on i decided to do it again yet another year and uh yeah if not just go to the site and order some other shit you know we're still fairly busy but we'll get it knocked out and sent to you whatever Everybody, thanks again. Hope you have a fucking great week. Hey, I hope your last week was great. I'm sorry I didn't ask you at the beginning of this how your week was, but Joe's a little bit more important because I can hear him, you see. But you're all the same in my hearts. So everybody, thank you. Have a great week or the best one you... Jesus Christ, that goddamn space food. Fuck it. Boy, Gav. Oh!